athleticism can occasion in man the most noble of passions, and also the most vile. Baron Pierre de Coubertin, founder of the modern Olympics. Yibida yibida! Rex Hunt, Australian sports philosopher. A note about Australian football. Characterized by long, high-kicking and spectacular aerial contests, Australian football is a fast-moving contact sport played by teams of 18 on an oval arena three times the size of a gridiron field. Indigenous and unique, it is the traditional religion in the southern part of the country, engendering fierce tribal loyalties and regularly attracting crowds in excess of a 100,000 spectators. It should not, under any circumstances, be confused with rugby, an imported code similar to American football that retains an obscure attraction for many people in the northern states. Melbourne, 1956. They confronted him at the Royal Exhibition Building, just before the first lift of the final round. It was safer there, away from all the prying eyes at the athlete's village, and he did not suspect anything until it was too late. He was a very strong man, not as big as some of his teammates in the higher weight divisions, but formidable enough to be a medal contender. When he bolted for the door, it took four burly trainers to subdue him and force the gag into his mouth, so his cries for help could not be heard by the Australian officials in the warm-up area. Even then, he continued to put up a struggle, and the first hypodermic needle snapped off in the muscles of his arm. That's when the deputy chef de mission struck him with the heavy steel lifting bar. The bone snapped immediately. After that, for all his strength, he offered less resistance, and the doctor was able to administer the drug. The Australian volunteer driver had no reason to suspect that the heavy bags of equipment they were loading into the Bedford van contained anything other than the usual sporting gear. He was, however, disappointed to be told that he should immediately drive them to Appleton Dock. It was only fifteen minutes away through the early summer sunshine, but the trip meant that he would miss the final of the tournament. As the Bedford pulled into Nicholson Street, the Duke of Edinburgh was already arriving to present the medals, the Olympic standard fluttering on the hood of his black Bentley. The weightlifter did not regain consciousness until he was on board the ship. By then, further resistance was futile. Despite the speed and secrecy of the operation, the Australian Security Intelligence Organization was soon aware that something untoward was happening. Officers manning the observation post in the cargo shed across the turning basin became suspicious when they noticed that the official supervising the unloading of the van was far too senior for such a task. The fact that Russians were seen carrying aboard heavy equipment belonging to the Polish team was also considered unusual enough to warrant a telephone call to headquarters. By late afternoon, lights were burning in the large Victorian mansion in Queen's Road, and the director himself was being briefed.